Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the beautiful Sanesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International, client-focused, global fulfillment, 20 years strong and counting. And hello again, everybody. This is Stephen Julian. If you are listening live on businessradiox.com, That means it's Friday at 10 o'clock. If you're not listening live and you're listening through one of our podcasts or have gone back to businessradiox.com and clicked on the episode, then I don't know what time it is, but you're listening to the (laughs) Tiffany Crewman Show. So hello there, Tiffany. Good morning. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, as I said, my name is Stephen Julian. Uh, Monday through Thursday, I am an independent financial advisor, but on Friday, they let me out of my office. They allow me to come down to the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the beautiful Sinesta Atlanta Gwinnett Place Hotel. And I get to be the slightly annoying co-host. Yes. So I will do those duties <laughs> flawlessly today. You sure do every um, week. <laughs> yeah. Some weeks better than others. Yes. Um, we are thrilled uh, and very excited. We've got a really cool show. We have two guests in the studio and they're related. We have Ken Marbit and Forrest Marbit, both from FSI. Morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. We're so glad to have you here. Now, Ken, you are the founder of FSI. That is correct. You are the uh, uh, wise sage of FSI as well. Somebody told me. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay, right. We'll stick with founder. Okay. Uh, and uh, and Forrest, uh, you are uh, Ken's son and you are the current chief poobah. Uh, we can go with that. Sure. Okay. All right. One of the poobahs of, of FSI. Among um, many, yes. Yes. One of many poobahs. Um, so uh, you guys came in today and uh, what we wanted to do was uh, Tiffany called it Founder Friday. Yes. Yeah. So we, we are, are honoring our founders. Absolutely. So uh, and our founder is still here and a founder is still involved in the company. Um, so, Ken, what we wanted to do is uh, we wanted to bring you guys into the studio and we just kind of want to talk about the beginnings of FSI, where it all started, how sure. it all started. Uh, but we don't want to just do that. We don't want to just look back. We're going to kind of talk about how it got to where it is today. We also want to talk about where you guys are going in the future. So we're going to, uh, before we cast vision, we're going to look back and see kind of how we got here. So, um, so Ken, I'm going to start with you. And, and uh, I want to take you back to before you started FSI, because just as a reminder, you guys are celebrating your 22nd year in business, correct? That is correct. Okay. And you're 25 years old. So no. <laughs> uh, 26. Ah, okay. I want to go back to before uh, you started FSI because you kind of, like a lot of our listeners who start their own businesses, you started at a different type of business. You started um, somewhere else and this kind of grew out of where you came from. So talk about what you did before you started FSI. Okay. Uh, Before FSI, I worked for a printing company. Okay. We were unique in the fact that we also did what we call third-party marketing at the time. So we would work with the companies that we were doing the printing for and produce catalogs and then also fulfill fill the stuff. So I, I played, I guess, a key role in, in a lot of that with uh, some various positions. I was chief information officer at one point, chief uh, financial officer at one point. And then before I left the company, I was 
president of one of the divisions. So it's grown a lot, but I saw the need. And like a lot of other people, I got tired of the corporate environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it seemed like I was spending more time in meetings and meetings, planning for meetings yes. and getting the job done. So, uh, And you wanted to get the job done. I wanted to get the job done. So, so let's, let's kind of briefly cover that transition because I've heard the story that FSI kind of started with this one really big order. So I'm wondering, did the order come first or did the yeah. business come first? So just kind of talk through. So, so we get the idea of the frustration. I think everybody listening mm-hmm. who started their own business go, ah, yeah, I know that feeling. How did it go from feeling to actually executing and starting the company? The business came first. Okay. When uh, I had decided to leave the other company and I knew that this was something I wanted to do. And so mm-hmm. I took six months putting together a business plan and trying to get things in line. And fortunately, during that time, one of the clients that I had worked with at my company found out that I was doing this and called me and said, hey, we've got a a project we would like for you to do. And so we started that. Now, as I don't know if you really want me to go into detail on that project, it was one of those that was was really good in the beginning. Yeah. But it almost broke us. Uh, okay. Right okay. Because it was a large brand. Is that the problem that it was such a large company? Well, it was a large brand just to try to, I guess, make it a short story. Supposedly, we had three months to complete this project. Supposedly. Supposedly. That's a key word. There were going to be just a few items to go inside of a bag and pack those into a box, <laughs> ship them out. Right. Well, <laughs> the problem is one of the items didn't reach us in time. Uh-oh. So the three months went from uh, three months to two weeks. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Meaning you got that product and you had two weeks to get it out. We had two weeks. So from the very beginning then, we, we went from a small shop of having yeah. just a few people. We were running 50 people on a shift, two shifts, seven days a week in wow. order to turn the project and get it out. So were those temporary, that's fascinating to me because even in the beginning, I see that you had, you were forced into a business model that you actually still do. The fact that you guys bring people in temporarily to fix these problems or do, you know, last minute quick projects. Yes. So that's where that started was you having to get that first order out and realizing we may not always have these employees, but we may have to bring them in for big projects. Well, it was part of the business plan from the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just didn't plan on bringing that many in uh, that quickly. (laughs) Not on the first project. Not on the first project. So, so (laughs) without, and, and by the way, you said, you know, I don't know how much I can share. It's your company and this is your show. So you can share whatever you want. So don't, don't let me set up the parameters. That's not a good idea. At its core, the very first client was this concept of marketing materials going out to uh, a lot of locations, right? So it was. That is correct. Can I give the client name? Yes, the client name was a. It was an agency here called Stratman International. Okay, and the project was for Howard Johnson. Okay, Hojo. so it was here was this third party. You're yes. putting together the marketing materials for Howard Johnsons to go out to all the Howard Johnsons, and it was a, you know, a, something that they gave to the kids or so, you know, something yes, it, that they yeah. It was a fun pack that okay. they gave to the kids okay. when they would check in. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And we can see where fulfillment comes from because that's a fulfilled order for one particular client, many locations. Correct. From the very beginning, was it also this, okay, so there are companies that have products that they want to ship out. We want to, was that from the very beginning or did that kind of evolve in the first stages of the company? 
Well, the business model from the very beginning was going to include what we call the kit packing, okay. which is that project, mm. is, is a project in and it's project out. But in conjunction with that is a lot of the clients then would have product left on the shelf. So we were dealing with, uh, say, a fast food chain. Well, I mean, they have they run a promotion, so there's material going out to all of the locations. But then there's ongoing orders for replenishment because, you know, mm-hmm. the things happen and, and what have you. So it, the business model was always there to have the combination. Okay. Now, our original business model was hoping that it would be more in the project-based stuff than the ongoing fulfillment. Oh, okay. So that was your goal initially. It was more of just projects and you've shifted almost to do more. That is correct. It's probably more B2B in the beginning. Yes, it was all of that. Ah. In fact, B2C didn't come along until the internet. That is correct. Yeah. Good point. Yes. Well done, Forrest. (laughs) That's true. You don't think about that. Now, Tiffany, you and I were talking about a story that you kind of had in your Mm -hmm. mind before you came in this morning. I'm going to, I'm going to turn the floor over to you and let you kind of Paint a picture yeah. and then lead to a question. Well, I picture that that photo that is circulating the internet of Jeff Bezos or Bezos of Amazon. Jeff, uh, shoot us an email yeah. and let us know how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, yes. I know you're listening. So <laughs> he has this photo that circulates of him sitting in his humble beginnings and he's spray painted Amazon.com on the wall. And it's just this really cruddy little office and he's just working away at his desk and his like big, huge computer and yep. back then. And so I envisioned you you know, in the beginning, what yes. did it look like? Were you in your basement? What was Forrest? Because Forrest is your son. Was he four years old then? How old was he when he, you started this? And was he helping the way my daughter does? On the question of how Forrest was, he he was in college at the time. Oh, okay. So so he, he was doing that. And so on weekends and uh, when he could, he would come and help out. He'd so, be on those crews of yeah. 50 at times. Oh, yeah. We, we pulled in all family and friends. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was incredible. It's like, okay, round up all, yeah. all the kids. Right. That, <laughs> Before there were labor laws, is yeah. that what? Uh, <laughs> you we, didn't have to pay them. Let's don't talk about that yeah. part, okay? <laughs> if it was doing a, the we, cut face. We, yeah. just thought it was, we just thought it was a family reunion. All <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Dad, why are you taking us to the warehouse again? Yeah. Oh, man. And we, yeah, so when we invited all of the family, you know, like, oh, we're, we're going to serve lunch. Everybody right. come over. And, oh, by the way, while you're here. Pack a few boxes, right? You see that pallet back there? Yeah, that, that is correct. But our location, my brother also was part of the company when we started. He had retired from uh, Gray Bar Industrial. He was the warehouse manager, so he'd come on board to, to manage the warehouse. Makes sense. Uh, so so we, we did this together. We needed space have a lot of money mm-hmm. and so we were scrimping everything we could and we we found this warehouse that um, hadn't been anyone in it for a while no tenants in it and the offices in there were um, the past tenant i'm not sure what they did but the carpet that was on the floor was Ugh. shag carpet and it was <laughs> it was gross hold on so 22 years ago, we're talking uh, 1996. 96. And if you're talking shag carpeting, that's 70s. <laughs> yes. So this is a warehouse office that hadn't replaced the carpet at that point in time, maybe 20 some years. Well, my first question is, why is there shag carpet in a fulfillment? I mean, it was like a warehousing space no, with well, carpet? Well, this was in the office space. Oh, okay. I in the you. office space. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> groovy. <laughs> groovy. Was absolutely. it green or... <laughs> 
Uh, and there were a lot of phone jacks around on the walls, too. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Interesting. But at any point, uh, we talked the tenants into rather than them do the, the uh, build out to let us do it. Ah. So we went in and uh, we spent weekends. Uh, our kids spent the weekend. But we, <laughs> my brother but and I, we, we, li- we, we literally lived there. And so we had to scrape the carpet off the floor and wow. we pa- painted the walls. And so, yes, it was. Uh, what was the square footage of that first warehouse? Well, it was 16,000 total, okay. but about 5,000 was office. Okay. And, and, and I think it's important. You said at the very beginning, you were more about those projects, those kids yes. projects, because that's kind of in one door and out the other, not necessarily storage and holding, but the company has had chose to shift possibly to kind of stay in business, possibly to keep growing the business. So Forrest, I'm going to ask you currently, what's the warehouse space that you guys, or what's the total space you guys are working through now we're in 290,000 <laughs> oh wow so, yes yeah, started in 16,000 22 years later we are in 290,000 wow oh, what um back then when you guys were first starting you can and you can pick the moment in time Ken you know a year in two years in what was your customer base you know what was your kind of we're we're doing storage and fulfillment for how many types of, you know, what types of clients and how many, I mean, what was it like there in the first couple of years as you're scrimping and saving and bringing your family in on a lot of weekends? It was very lean. Okay. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to get to some, several different customers in, but as, as things uh, change, um, if some of our customers uh, at the time, uh, a lot of their products shifted to overseas. Okay. So we lost oh, some of our customer base. Okay. Uh, in All fact, right. our third year in, we lost in one year, 60% of our business oh went overseas. Wow. So that, so the client base always constantly changes, right? Yes. It, it's been constant. Fast forward again to today, Forrest, I'll ask you, kind of, I would imagine that to some extent is still the same. Business oh, yeah. is business. Always. Yeah. You constantly have to be out looking for what's going to replace what you currently have. Things change. Yeah. A lot of it is fads that come and go. You fulfill it for as long as it's popular. So Guitar Hero is the best example we can think of when that happens. You know, yeah. that was a, a huge gaming system for a while. Uh, but when people quit buying the product, wow. through no fault of our own, we lose that fulfillment because right. they shut down their fulfillment site. Right. Um, I mean, their, their online catalog. They still sell it in the stores, but only, you know, four or five SKUs. Whereas yeah. when we were doing it, you know, we had a couple hundred. So things just, they change constantly. We have to be on the lookout for the next greatest thing that, that could grow into something like that. Change is the constant of business. And when you're in the fulfillment business, it, it might be even a bigger factor. Change mm-hmm. is just because, and, and we were talking about this. I think we talked about it off air. The idea that you guys from almost the very beginning, one of your key goals was to work with entrepreneurs, right? Oh, absolutely. We, we saw the challenge there that uh, even the entrepreneurs a lot of times they had a great idea, a great product, but for them to try to manage the entire process is extremely difficult. And especially when you start talking about all the systems and having people mm-hmm. in place to handle the projects and et cetera. So by us having that venue for them that allowed us to assist, you know, the entrepreneurs in, in, in getting the behind the scenes things done for them so that they can focus on marketing their product. I think that's brilliant that he kind of had that big picture view even back then, because I don't think that was the mentality for so long of, you know, let's not take care of like necessarily the entrepreneur or small business. It was, 
bigger and bigger, bigger business. Well, is the, is the general mentality of fulfillment other than you guys is kind of the general mentality of just get it in, get it out. Just, it's just another transaction. That's what I experienced. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not another transaction. I mean, that's the, the that's other people's mentality. Other, that, yeah. That's their yeah. mentality. Oh, well, Gee, you put stuff on the shelf, you mm-hmm. take yeah. an order, put it in a box, ship it out. What's the big deal? So from the beginning, you guys saw that you could be different by being a little more about relationships, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not a little bit more, a lot more. But and that's got to be hard. And, and either of you can take this question. That's That's got to be hard where, again, the nature of the fulfillment business mm-hmm. is changed. You can do everything right. Yes. And if that <laughs> client says, hey, sorry, we closed down our we closed down that section and we're, we don't need you anymore. Sure. And, and I, would, I would imagine, I mean, our business like any other, I mean, you, you kind of, you got to keep the relationships going well and, and take care of your customers, give them more than what they've asked for and take care of everything that they need. And at the end of the day, if things change, you know, you've, you've given it your best. You, yeah. You've done all you can do and just treat them the way that you want to be treated. Well, if you, I think if you do that right and, and you treat everybody the way they should be treated, always try to deliver a little bit more than the numbers are going to go in your favor eventually, mm-hmm. right? There are times where no matter what you do, the numbers aren't going to be mm-hmm. great. You talked about when stuff shifted internationally, that right. was a hard time to live through. So just do business the right way. Did you think about shutting down during that time? Were there points? I mean, obviously you've had moments of, I don't know if we can do this anymore. Was that it when, when everything kind of shifted overseas? Was that one of your most difficult moments? I didn't think about shutting down. But I knew that when I started the business that it was going to be up, up and down, that it, I mean, there were, there were challenges because I, I'd done this enough with the other companies yeah. to know that nothing is guaranteed. But yes, the, the times were lean. My brother and I didn't take a salary for probably about a year. But, you know, fortunately, we were either in the position, my, my wife, she worked at another full-time mm-hmm. job. So she played a big role in being able to yes. keep, keeping food on the table, if you will. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Forrest, I'm going to shift to you for a second. We, right. We've heard uh, we've heard that apparently during some summers you were coerced, conned, or tricked <laughs> into coming in and <laughs> doing sure. work. But I want to I want to ask you how you how you came to the point of making that decision to kind of dive in and be involved in the company. Yeah, I want to hear this too. Oh yeah, <laughs> Trey, we're rolling on this. We're recording. So, <laughs> oh, let's see how far back do you want to go before? Well, before he started FSI, I used to work my summers and winter breaks and everything in college at the printing company. Okay. So I've done a ton of kit packing, mm-hmm. hands-on, working with crews. So doing everything on the, the floor that we were now out doing ourselves. When we when he started FSI, uh, I had just gotten out of college. So I was out selling, doing my own thing. Okay, dad and uncle got, got this project going on over here. Hope it grows and turns into something. I'm starting my career. What was your, at that point in time, before you jumped into FSI full time, mm-hmm. did you have kind of a, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to change the world through sales or I'm going to, I'm going to work my way up and start my own company. What, what were you thinking at the time? I, I was thinking, I, I want to get into, I, I went, I guess I got a marketing degree from, okay. from Georgia and I went into sales and I thought, yeah, I kind of like this sales thing and, and going out selling. Um, I had uh, a couple of different companies that I was doing that for. One was cleaning chemicals. Another was uh, paper from a Japanese paper company and, and going out and doing all that. So we're selling products. Got it. Now, okay. during that time, while he's growing FSI, I would be working nights and weekends 
there and even taking Often. my vacation <laughs> from those jobs and putting in time here at FSI. Were, now, you, were you doing that at, was that because he asked, was that because family mm-hmm. comes first? Was that, I need the money? I, I'm, 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 Kind of probably all of that. Oh, all, all of the of above. That, yes. D, um, all of the above. I got yes. him money. Did we pay you? <laughs> you bought him lunch. It's true, right? I, I was, I guess, treated like a temp. I don't know. <laughs> so I continue. It, but it, it, you know, I was single at the time. I didn't have any obligations, right. no kids, no wife, no, you know, I had all the time in the world to work as many hours as I wanted and um, could help run <laughs> crews. And I, so I had experience at, the previous you know, printing company doing the same thing. So now we're doing it and, and it means a lot more. So then when he asked me to come on board full time, hey, you're out selling, come sell for, yeah. for me. Yeah. I figured, okay, this is a stop I'll make one day. I don't, am I ready for this now? I mean, yeah. very early on, but you know, how do you say no to that? Right. right. I mean, it's, well, I love that you both came from the same printing company. Very different stories. You True. had been there a lot longer. You were you were already in the sea level and that kind of stuff. And and you kind of learned and Forrest kind of learned from square one. And Ken, I'm sure there was a square one for you back when you were apparently nine, ten years old and working to start. You know, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but I, I like that to some extent, Forrest. You in this whole sector and, and section you started on the temp crew, right? You started actually packing the boxes. So today when you're walking through your warehouse, Uh you're like, yeah, I know, I know what that's like. Yeah. And you, you point out things here and there and I think we should try it this way. And and sometimes you get that. Well, how does he know? I I packed several thousand kits. But do you find yourself listening to them as well? Because you remember being in that position. Maybe they have a better way, right? Absolutely. I mean, we, we, that's a lot of the things that we try now is we'll, we'll try things different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, let's do it this way for an hour. Let's do it a different way for an hour. We'll have two different crews doing it. And at the end of the day, ah. let's measure it and let's see which one's working out better. It's I not like a matter it. of who's right or who's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. of course, we're keep it score. Uh, <laughs> you got a tally board in the back <laughs> with like chalk marks. these days, you'll learn. Just listen to me. Uh, well, and I, and I like how the way you said that is if you're walking through the warehouse, you'll say, let's try it this way. Instead of saying, do this. well, back when I did it, this is how we yeah. used to do it. I know it's right. That's not the right way to do it. But the other thing, and, I, and this isn't a question, this is just a comment, Tiffany, I'm expecting an amen from you on this. But when we did the live at FSI event and when, when they gave us the tour and when we've been around there, it's a family. Yes. Right. It's the, the mm-hmm. you know, Seth and, and Linda and, and Gifford, who we've talked to on the air, you know, when they're walking through the warehouse, they're, they're talking to friends. Yes. They're talking to family. And, and treating and, them with respect. And when the warehouse crew is talking to them, it, it's a, it's an interaction. It's a, it's a team effort. Right. Mm-hmm. Always. So that's yes. culture. Absolutely. Well, and that comes from you working your way up through those ranks and remembering what that felt like. That's sure. so important. And comes back to Ken and having family mm-hmm. members come in on the weekend. And- oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> and we, we've tried to make the employees feel like family members from the very beginning because yeah. we realize we're a service company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, do, it doesn't matter how many systems we have in place or whatever. We're only as good as the people. Mm-hmm. And so we, we try to instill that in them and make them feel proud of what they're doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter which particular piece they're handling out there, each piece is critical. So how does that work with temps that come in? Do you have an issue sometimes with people that come in that aren't part of the family and may not have those same standards? How do you juggle something like that? 
Well, I mean, obviously it is, <laughs> it, it is difficult, but even when we bring them in, we still try to treat them with respect, yeah. you know, and, and you're here, we, we brought you in, we've got a job, but you, we want you to feel proud in what you're doing. Have any of your temps ever become full-time employees? I'd say most of the warehouse wow. had, started out as temps okay, cool. and became full-time That's employees. Nice. Well, is, I mean, that kind of comes back to setting expectations. Right? Sure. sure. So. And, and I would like to say there, when we, when we started the company, it was my brother and I. So we, it was just us. I called a temp agency and said, hey, I need a girl Friday to come in so that we can have someone answering the phone and doing whatever in, in case I'm out selling or, or whatever. So they sent us a girl Friday. That person is still with us today. Oh, wow. Yes. Cool. Yes. It's not Linda, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Little Linda. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I thought this would be a, a good moment to take a break. And I was I was kind of doing it on um, Forrest. You had kind of said as you're walking through the warehouse and, hey, let's try it this way. And, and, and you were mentioning that you'll track something and track something else and compare. So you guys like to use the phrase of, of shipping far outside of them. So we were talking about this beforehand. Every show on the Tiffany Kerman show, since FSI is our is our title partner, they uh, we we do a little live read, and uh, Forrest <laughs> has graciously offered to relieve me of that duty for today. So we're all going to just sit back and we're going to listen to Forrest remind us Here we go. Uh, of the of who brings the Tiffany Kerman show to the air. Right. The Tiffany Kruman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International, client focused, global fulfillment, twenty years strong and counting. At FSI, fulfillment is more than just packing and shipping boxes. It's thinking far outside of them. Man, I'm fired. Okay, Dang that it. was good. Yeah. Dead gum it. Never going to be allowed on the show again. That was great, Forrest. Good job. Well, uh, anytime. <laughs> um, to, to add on to about the temps, one of the things that we do is we have an incentive program. When we meet a certain uh, order accuracy percentage, everyone in the company gets a bonus oh, for each month. Nice. The temps are included with that. Oh, nice. I love so, it. We, we treat them just like everyone else when it comes to the financial incentives that they can earn. Uh, and, and part of the thought process there is they have just as much say-so in how successful we are, you know, as anybody else. When we give out shirts or something like that for the company, the temps all get everything yeah. just, just oh, as well. Because and, yeah. and, and it's so simple and yet probably yeah. not followed by a lot exactly. of other companies. But when I work for a temp company, and I've gone and worked at FSI for a period of time, and then I go do other things. And then my, you know, the temp company calls me back and goes, hey, FSI is looking for a crew. Yeah, man, I want to be on that crew. When I was there, I got, you know, they, they did something. There sure. are so many little things you can do that all those little things add up to big things. Yep. And, and by the way, we were joking about bringing Forrest in and, and doing <laughs> that. over. But you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. If the way you were running your company was that way from the beginning, yep. then that led even your son to go, why wouldn't I work at this company? This is, I got it. If I got an opportunity, let's take advantage That's of right. it. Whereas listen, just because the dad started the company, there's plenty of sons who don't work in the company that the dad's daughters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that, so that goes back all the way to the beginning. You guys have created a culture there. So kudos to you. Yeah. Thank you. Bravo. So, you know, we've kind of talked about the beginnings, uh, you know, founder Friday, we've kind of talked a little bit about kind of what's going on today. We can kind of keep talking about today, but I, but I wanted to focus also on where you guys are going. But before we do that, let me just, let me, you get a great read of the company, mm -hmm. but let me just kind of for, you know, one more time on this show, we've been together now for six months, FSI today, you guys still do pick, pack and, and pick, pack and ship, but you guys 
you know, kind of talk through all the services you guys offer. You know, one more time, let's remind everybody exactly how you can help our listeners or anybody who's listening to this, any business who does anything for us. It's all yours. Oh, goodness. Well, it, we <laughs> talked about kit packing a little yes. bit. So anytime there are short-term projects where there's some hands-on kit packing, you, you, you get some, some hands-on assembly work, you've got to pack it into a box, envelopes, whatever, all these different pieces, promotional items. Like crowd products. Yes. All of those different things. Packing bags to give out at shows. Yeah. Yeah. Sending out port of purchase displays in retail locations, restaurants, hotels, gas stations, uh, Walmarts, organizations depots, doing big expos. You know, I mean yes. that that's a huge. Thing. So we we do a ton of that. Uh, we also do ongoing pick pack and ship, where it could be a lot of the same things that we would be doing kit packing for, but this time we're only going to pack what is ordered, and each order could be different. Okay, we're going to do that for both B two B and B two C clients. So business to business and business to customer. Yes. Right. For those that don't know. Sorry. Well done. Well done. For, you a lot use of the, jargon. You use jargon. I know because some people are listening oh, going, what's B2B? Well, that's all right. That's You're all right. right. And a lot of the business to consumer fulfillment is the online order fulfillment. That's, that's a lot huge. of what, like what you guys are talking about, growing it out of your garage or whatever. You, you get somebody who starts something and they want to, they start shipping their own orders and it eventually outgrows mm-hmm. what they can do. That's when it's good for us to step in. And, and you guys, over. you guys don't just ship that. You can also help them kind of construct through some of your partnerships, mm-hmm. sure. your own e-commerce website. I mean, you kind of really help them take that off their plate. Yes. So then we go back yep. to where Ken started and of let the business owner get out there and build more business. It's important too, that we remind them that you're not just shipping that you may bring it in under your kind of umbrella of a company and get a lower shipping fee. So someone listening to this might say, well, I'm only shipping, you know, 30 units a month. Well, you're shipping it at the local uh, post office and you're carrying all those boxes in your trunk, whereas you guys have often better rates, right? Yes. And rates is is one thing. And and also like you talk about going to the, making Mm -hmm. that trip to the post office yourself. (laughs) Well, when you're out doing that, you're not necessarily selling. selling. You're not growing your business. You're not working on your business. And that's where we step in and can take on that portion Mm -hmm. for them so that they can then work on their business. Let us do the work of packing and shipping for you. And then on, and then uh, I think the last thing, and I think you might've said this already, but just to kind of reiterate, those businesses that are working directly with retailers, you yes. guys, and that's, we've talked about that with Seth and, and them and Linda and them. So that's another thing is just kind of be that fulfillment on a big scale as well. Sure. Handling the EDI orders, all your wholesale, your big box uh, locations, that requires a, a lot more expertise mm-hmm. and uh, software development and everything that goes with that, that even if you are doing it yourself, going down to the post office and shipping, mm-hmm. then you start dealing with the penalties that come yes. with chargebacks and getting it out the door on time and getting it correct and all of the different <laughs> paperwork and shipping notices and, and uh, everything that goes with that. It just has to be done right. And we've built that in our network of, uh, of what we've been doing over the years. Well, and people don't often know what that's like until they're in it. So yeah. they get that first deal from like I did with CVS. And until they get that first chargeback, they don't have any clue that they've lost all their profit on this first order. So Yikes. to come in and have these conversations with you ahead of time before you go into that first retailer. One good example is uh, Good Wipes, the mm-hmm. guys you introduced us to. They just went into CVS, didn't yes. they? And so they went into CVS the right way, unlike me, you know, because they have <laughs> you on their team. Love it. CVS is going to love those guys. Oh, yeah. Man, they're hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so, by the way, well done. Thank you. And we kept interrupting you. Yes. And you just kept, you did really well. Very gracious and all that. And I guess 
the way you guys work with all your clients today is the same that it's been back from day one, Ken, which is I think you guys, you were different by, by kind of starting with, let's just listen. You know, what's the need? What's the problem? How can we help? And even if you can't, even if you don't do it yourself, that's one of the other key things about you guys at FSI is, again, I'll, we'll handle your shipping, but if you also need help with your e-commerce to make your business better, we'll introduce you to, to people we've worked with in the past that have helped other clients do better at e-commerce. So that's a big part of it is, is it goes beyond just packing and shipping boxes. It's thinking far outside of them. Well, what it does in the uh, IT portion of our business is something we have focused on from the very beginning because it is critical. And, and again, this is another place where the, someone is just starting out trying to do it. The systems that are involved here and the amount of uh, technology that, that it requires and people to manage that technology, is, it's very costly. Yeah, small business isn't going to have the software that you have. If they can't afford it, they don't know how to use it. So you need a company like this to handle Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, so where do we go from here? What, what's, what's next in fulfillment? What, you know, look to the future and, and what, what do you guys see moving forward? I think for us, we're just constantly trying to stay ahead or work with the changes that are coming. Yeah. Um, we're, we, we know we can't stay the same forever. You can't do what you've done uh, uh, yesterday. This is That's just the only way you're ever going to do it. If we remained that way now, we, we wouldn't still be doing this. I would say automation is one of the biggest things that we are working towards getting more of. The more that we can streamline processes um, and equipment to do that, um, the, the easier and more efficient and the more volume of orders we can get out. That's one of the tough things that we have to deal with every day is that the influx of order volume that comes in. This is one of the, the reasons why a lot of people use us. Sure, you're doing it yourself and you, you got a day's worth of orders you can get out. Then all of a sudden you hit, hit it big or you get a big sale and you got a week's worth of orders to get out in the same amount of time. Well, for us, we've got the additional people and the equipment and the resources and everything in place to help get all of it out still within the same amount of time. Yeah. So you, you don't lose anything. So for us, it's trying to constantly stay ahead of that with as much automation and, and thinking about a, a better way to do everything that we're currently doing now. I've seen that in action. The last time I was there, they had a, a machine that we started playing with where it taped the boxes. So Icebox, one of your customers' mm -hmm. boxes was coming through. And instead of a person doing it, taking it across and trying to rip the tape off, which we all know how fun that is. This machine did it in, you know, two Did they know flat. that you were playing with, with <laughs> putting their things automation in their boxes. stuff? I don't know if you oh, should have said that. Oh, I was on a forklift and everything. explains why it went down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that I, was, I, I, I was under. really surprised at how, she good is, how good she is at driving that forklift. Bring her in on the weekends. Heels, all you got to do too. is buy her lunch. <laughs> By the way, whenever you need a little extra help, when you said buy lunch, you had me. I mean, so that's, that's pretty easy make, for me. Make so, a note of that yeah, for us. Yeah. I'm going to get a text. Hey, where are you? It's nine o'clock. You need to be in here on Saturday. I was just going to make the point. Automation is one of the ways where we're trending and moving upward, but you still need the people, sure. right? I mean, Absolutely. all those machines need to be operated by people. And I was going to say the automation and Tiffany was talking about it in, in the context of fulfillment. We're talking about kind of closing the boxes quicker. We're talking about mm -hmm. making the boxes unique to wrap around particular right. types of, of stuff that you guys are sending out. I saw that machine. I wasn't allowed to play with it, but, yeah. I, but I saw that machine. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Well, the mentality out there of today's consumers is now. they want it now. Yesterday. I yeah. need it. Yeah. If they place their order today, they expect it to ship today. Mm -hmm. 
Seinfeld has a joke about one click. That's all I'll do. One click. If it's not one, if it's more than two clicks, I'm not going to do it. Exactly. So they very much, and and that's only going to continue down that path. I was going to say you talk about uh, Forrest. You were talking about staying ahead of the curve. I was going to say Ken. What, there's been so many changes, but can you go back to that 22 years ago? What, what what is one of the biggest changes you've seen in terms of shipping or in terms of packing or whatever? You know, what was something that was the case 22 years ago that you were like, we would never do it that way today? That's a good question, isn't it? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, the market has changed tremendously. When we started this company, if you went to the Atlanta phone book, which <laughs> we, Wait, I, know, I know most people now, phone book? Kids what, yeah. what, what's that? Yellow yeah. pages? It, it, it's, yeah. it's on the internet. But <laughs> back then, we still used the phone book. Okay. If, if you went to the phone book and looked up fulfillment companies, they were three. Oh, my God. Now, if we go on the internet, now, yes. Yeah. How yeah, many you, will there be? A lot. Hundred, hundred, yes. <laughs> I get emails from every single one of them, thanks to Shark Tank. So yeah. yes, oh, I, there's I'll, many. <laughs> I'll bet you do. And Tiffany, what's your response to all of those emails? Uh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Because we found. <laughs> yes. The, and, and that's, A local one. Yeah, that's the cool part is, and you've done this with some of your Shark Tank friends, mm -hmm. and you've been able to kind of say, I've toured the warehouse, mm -hmm. I've talked to the people. Trust me, there's nobody exactly. like these guys. So, and, and I was going to say the answer, the other answer, you asked the other answer you gave there, Ken, and I think Forrest, you mentioned this too. But when you guys started this, the internet was not, you know, the direct to consumer through the internet was not a thing. Right, it, it was, wasn't. It's great timing for us. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's also been hectic, crazy timing for you guys <laughs> yes. too. So, man, I think we've covered. Yes. And, you know, tip to stern. I like it. I, I don't know if that's the right phrase. I went on a fishing trip with you guys. So <laughs> oh, I, absolutely. We had a lot of fun. That I wasn't that was, invited to, by the way. Well, they, girls fish too. They right? do. They do. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> you weren't invited? No, nobody asked. The girls, Linda wasn't invited either. Okay, now, now I'm going to. All right. How about you come in next year? Okay, yes. We've I'll got the official invitation. All right. All right. We're sealing the deal. I'm not in charge of your invitation, <laughs> yeah, by the way. I have. Uh, I have a story that I don't think I could share on the air because it would require throwing a friend under the bus. So I'm not going to do that. So um, the other person that wasn't invited. Yes, I was at that meeting. <laughs> Apparently someone else was no, no, invited. No, no. We sat down. Well, this is, no, this is, this is about, well, I, you can't I don't invite wanna, everybody. It's right. That's right. It's a select. You know what it is? They had more pity on me. Yeah. Uh, they I said, Stephen needs friends. He likes so let's to invite eat fish. Steve. Let's invite exactly. him. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yes, all right. Cool. So uh, we know that the yeah, our listeners better know, and if they don't, they're going to learn right now, that the website is fsifulfillment.com. But if they want to do more than just go on the website, if they want to talk to somebody, what, what's the best way they can get in touch with uh, FSI? They can contact us, 678-391-5980, or hit us up on our website, like you just uh, said, fsifulfillment.com. And if they call that number, uh, they're going to get to talk to either Gifford or Seth or Linda and, and maybe even Ken or Forrest. Right? Yeah. If nobody's available, we can take the yeah, call. Yeah. Yeah. They'll pick up the phone. Or they can join our Facebook group, <gasps> Tiffany Crewman Show. Google that or put, put it in the top little search bar on Facebook and it'll pop up. Join our group and then you can ask them questions live right there in the group. Can they? Can you connect them to FSI Fulfillment? Can yes. they go do that? Yeah, there'll your be group? links there through the group. All right. So we've given awesome. I, I can't, if anybody says they couldn't get in touch with you guys, it's not our fault, mm. right? There you go. Fair enough. Ken and Forrest Marbit, thank you guys so much for being here. I, I hope you guys had a good time. Um, we have, uh, Tiffany and I have had a fantastic time getting to know uh, you guys and your company. Uh, and we are just, we're very excited about uh, continuing to get to know you and seeing how we can help you guys 
grow your business in the future. So thank you guys so much for coming on the air with us. Thank, thank you for having us. Thanks, thank you. And, and we're so pleased to be here and, and, and associated with you guys. I mean, we've enjoyed so much working with Tiffany and, and you, Stephen. I mean, you guys do a great job here and uh, we we hope that we can continue. This. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. You thank you guys very much. Um, just want to remind everybody, Tiffany already said that uh, she has got a Facebook group and uh, we're all a part of it. It's, uh, it's uh, the Tiffany Crewman Show. Just uh, put that in the search line of Facebook. Uh, it is a private group, so you got to request to join. Uh, we are looking for people who are looking to start their own businesses or have their own business. It doesn't have to just be a product-based business, but uh, obviously that's where she comes from. That's her background. Uh, and, and the reason for the group is a great place to ask questions, a great place to just build community, a great place to uh, help all of us grow our businesses and get them to the next level. In addition to that, uh, Tiffany has a website, tiffanycrewmans.com. That's crewmans with a K, tiffanycrewmans.com. And from there, you can uh, make a note and ask, uh, you can reach out and ask Tiffany questions. There's also a link to this show. So let me talk about this show. Uh, the Tiffany Crewman Show is brought to you by Business Radio X. Uh, you can go to businessradiox.com, search the Gwinnett Studio, and you can find the show listed there. You can listen to uh, current and past episodes. We have all of our episodes archived. You can also listen to us on podcast service. Goodness gracious, man. <laughs> okay, and leave us a, a review there. there. Yeah, and, review. yeah, absolutely. If you're, uh, if you're subscribing to the podcast, leave a review. We'd love to interact with you. We just want to answer questions, build community, and we want to grow better businesses together. So for Tiffany and for Trey and Mike, this is Stephen Julian. We'll see you next time on the Tiffany Crewman Show.